afternoon, listeners, and welcome to Let's Talk Healing. I'm so excited to be back again and speaking to all our guests and, of course, to our host, um, <laughs> sorry, to the star of the show, <laughs> who is a Tana. <laughs> I'm the host. I'm Anna. And this week we are talking about spectrum disorders. If you don't know what a spectrum disorder is, it is the the line that contains traits such as autism, ADHD, Asperger's syndrome, often Asperger's syndrome is now called autism. We're going to discuss this topic today because around us, I feel that there's so many more children born onto this spectrum or diagnosed with this spectrum and these children are coming in and I wanted to discuss it with Atana and our guests today to get a bit more clarity around this spectrum disorder. So before we launch into that topic, I just wanted to say thank you very much for tuning in and listening. We are so grateful to have you as well as our sponsors. And the amazing healer and teacher that this uh, session is dedicated to every week is Atana. And Atana's work is just magnificent and you can find it on his website which is atanamethod.com you can google him you can find all of his work that includes music meditation mantras learnings in terms of being able to download coursework you can go and see him and do one-on-one classes you can do skype calls there's so many ways you can access his work and i'll be giving you those links again so before we um, go any further, we're going to welcome the amazing Atana. Hello, Atana. Hello, wonderful beings. Hello, Anna, and wonderful Sava and Carol, Don, and our wonderful listeners and uh, exceptionally wonderful uh, sponsors. I'm so grateful that we have this opportunity to support all of us and all of humanity at the same time and that we can share our experiences here. This is awesome. It is awesome, isn't it? Yes. Do you know, Atana, before we before we go into anything, I um as you know, I've just got a, a new job and I have to catch the train into work. And um yes. I've decided the best way I can use that twenty minutes is to do my healing work in the train and then um work on myself and then work on everybody around me in the train. <laughs> for that morning it's like my little gift and I thought this is a perfect opportunity to do this 20 minutes healing healing those around me and really ticks all boxes for me as I get off to my day that's beautiful what a beautiful service can you imagine how (laughs) beautifully they are starting the day off with you and they're like my god that's a beautiful day and I'm fully supported not knowing that Anna's supporting them in the back (laughs) the back seat (laughs) But that's why it was so good. I thought, this is perfect. You know, it's such easy work. Or I'm just shut my eyes and off I go. And it, it is it is that easy um, to be able to use in so many places. So I just wanted to say, you know, listeners, this work you can carry with you in your life and you can use it in so many different um, dimensions, as Atana would call it. <laughs> Atana, yeah. um, I wanted to bring up this topic of a specific topic today, and we haven't really delved into specific to- uh, disorders before. We haven't spoken about cancer. We haven't spoken specifically about um, any um, major uh, mental or physical disorder in a topic. And this topic of spectrum disorders that often or do include autism, ADHD, Asperger's, there seem to be so many more people or, or children born into this spectrum. And I wanted to get your insight into this spectrum of difference, I guess. That's the best way. I, I don't like that top um, term disorder, but there's the difference of these children. And energetically, what does that mean? And what is the message for us? Well, first of all, we have these amazing, um, amazing beings coming in that have already solutions embedded in them. And uh, all these beautiful light beings like we had in the past, we have, uh, you know, different, different 
vibrations coming in. Um, I don't know if you if you remember in the 90s, uh, we had these these indigo children awareness in the 90s and in the 2000s, um, the awareness of uh, working with the indigo children and the indigo children working um, on um, transformation in itself and the indigo children's coming in and having these powerful forces that where they really don't like the systems that are being pushed on them and they're basically system busters and they create new expansion for the older systems. And then we had the rainbow children coming in, the crystal children coming in, and they come in with a refined frequency where they don't necessarily have to be um, toxically uh, destroying things, but where they have actually fine-tuned awareness where they can adjust to what the situation requires, and they can work with much more refined consciousness. And I'm sure in the, the next steps, the, the crystal consciousness of that is going to be even um, amplified so that they can um, bring more healing, more support to the planet. Mm. And so... Something like um, an ADHD, for example, where yeah. children are, uh, you know, a, a, a giantly medicated for that um, for that difference. Especially in America, I think there's some amazing number of children on Ritalin every year. What do you think yeah. about that? Well, a lot of it has to do with deeper. Uh, frequencies. A lot of it goes a little bit further into um, the compassion and the love in the whole process of giving birth. Um, and you know how in the in the past, um, a lot of the, for example, in the 50s, how this child is being taken right away, and then um, it was it's being basically everybody still sedated. And um, the first thing that uh, these wonderful children get connected to is, is the machinal part, the machines or the, the technological frequencies. What might be not that bad, but it's important when uh, in the process of birth um, and also even in the preparation of the birth that the beings, the children, are being listened to, that are being considered, that they're being um, not just survival-wise, but also how they can uh, truly thrive in the environment of coming to the planet. And often we are not really fully consciously understanding that these beings are embedded with the full consciousness. And so we really don't, mm. uh, in, in the process, are not really fully aware that um, they need in all of the process most sacred support uh, possible. And um, when you see in Africa, uh, in, the, in the tribal settings, how when a child comes in, they're being welcomed by the tribe, they're being communicated to, they're being appreciated, they're being talked to in a way that they feel already welcomed. And often when we are in this process or when, uh, when uh, a mother goes to the child birthing process, there's not much support there. And it's not really on the deeper levels that it's that it requires for these beings to be appreciated, and that is part of it. And then, of course, we come in. in um, just think about how many people are right now are intellectually super evolved, but how little society is tapping into their hearts. Specifically, when it comes to survival, just think about country to country, um, how even the um, the warfare that's still taking place has an effect. Control has an effect. And so it's really important for everybody, for the whole society, to stay in their um, conscious awareness about the heart energy, not just Sundays when we go to church or uh, when we say the prayer, but also like on a daily basis when we deal with deeper patterns with our children, when we deal with our families, when we deal in society with experiences, in traffic, about anywhere. And that's something that will make um, the attention deficit disorder, so to speak, is it says it right away in there, it, that these children need more attention. Attention is love. Uh, these children need more love mm. instead of like impatience. And often in a daily life, we're so, we're so considered so short in time that we really don't want to deal with a little bit more with it, with a child that's that's tougher to deal with, 
um, with uh, complications. Nobody really wants to do that, and nobody really has the time to do it. So that's something that needs to be considered. And, you know, a lot of these um, vibrations can be utilized in different ways. When, you, when a person has attention deficit disorder, find more interesting things, new ways to deal with uh, information. There's so many new ways how children can deal and integrate information. It doesn't have to be in the old ways. There's a lot more that can be experienced in person and also to movies. There can be more experience to different ways of teaching and learning. There's, there's cutting-edge technology out there that helps people to actually understand. There's people that can do speed read, and you can learn speed reading, and you can basically read a book in five minutes. You know, these, uh, these mm. old ways are not necessarily the ways that these new children can relate to. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think... Um I think society is slowly growing tolerance and acceptance of difference in in our world and starting to embrace it. But it is very challenging, especially um, especially for, for as you said, we're all so time poor. We're all trying to make ends meet. We're all trying to, I guess, just do our best. And these children can be they can be very challenging sometimes to deal with. Um, but bringing in that constant love is so important for them because they are extremely talented as well most often and some of um, some incredible people uh, have these learning differences I'm going to say we're going to go to a, a small commercial break and when we come back we're going to we're going to have a chat with one of our guests stay tuned listeners Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. This week we are discussing spectrum disorders. It's a big topic. I've had um, many girlfriends of mine uh, have children born uh, with children on the spectrum disorder. Some with two. Myself, I have a child with ADHD. Um, it is very prevalent in our society today. And I don't have the statistic with me, but it's an amazing statistic. It's like millions of children in America are, are um, medicated for spectrum disorders every single year. So I wanted to discuss this and hear from our healers today about 
why there are so many children with these spectrum disorders. Um, can they even be healed? And, and what is the energetic message these children bring to the families they're born into? We have a guest with us today called Saber. Hello, Saber. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here today. I have quite the message for all of the amazing spectrum deliverers. I don't call them spectrum disorders. I call them spectrum deliverers, deliverers of the rainbow light and spectrum energy. They don't need to be healed. They're healing us. That's what we don't understand. So um, I would love to talk about this because I am a spectrum deliverer myself, and um, oh, really? I love, I sure am, I am, um, I was actually one of the youngest children to ever be put on uh, Ritalin, and wow. uh, my mother, yes, my mother was, uh, she just retired, was a teacher for 45 years, um, third grade remedial, and my father was a uh, college professor. And so I'm coming from good stock, amazing intellectual capacity. And um, here I come, uh, what's this? What is one plus one? What the hell is this math? What does this mean? I don't know what you're doing here. This is ridiculous. Why does everyone have to learn one way and 30 kids and one teacher? What does this mean? Go to the principal's office, Saber. Go to the principal's office. (laughs) Go to the principal's office. And Mm. as soon as they put me... Um, on Ritalin, I went from failing out of school to high honor roll lawyer of the month, this and that, but it did not, yes, it did not help me understand who I was at the core, uh, intellectually, it helped me to kind of align with what this planet was doing. But as we all know, Saber is not really aligned with this planet at all in terms of the way that it. Um, wants to arrive at places. I want to go a different way. The spectrum delivers want to go a different way than what we're doing right now. And as we know, Earth does not like people who bring about changes. Uh, Earth does not like people who say, we've got to do it another way, because not because you're wrong, but because it's hurting people. And, Are you um, talking so we kind of- about Earth? Can I just? Want, I know you. I know you're like on your role, but I wanted to say when you are saying Earth, are you saying Mother Earth or are you saying society? I'm saying both because I think um, Mother Earth is aligned with the spectrum delivers. Uh, we, Mother Earth, and we have the same vision, but then society of Earth has a different vision. Does that help you? Uh, to explain that better. So it's kind of like um, nature, the animals, the crystals, and then we've got these beings coming from all over the universe, aligning with Mother Earth to show us all a different way, and then the systems that have already been put into place, we're kind of bucking up against them. So... Yes, I did great when I was put on these medicines because it made me kind of understand Earth and its systems and its way of delivering them better, right? Oh, this is how you do math, right? Um, The way I understand physics is nothing like how Earth teaches physics. I understand physics, but I don't understand how Earth teaches it. So, um, So it helped me to kind of understand how to get there. Now... I want to say this again and again, autistic, okay, I want to change it to awe, A-W-E, not A-U, autistic. We are in awe of these beings that are coming here to help us heal. We not not should bow down to them, but we should embrace them, love them, show them support, and anyone who is in a capacity of caring for someone who is on the spectrum deliverer or a spectrum disorder should be lifted up, should be commended, should be just shown so much respect and kindness. Because can you imagine being not only the deliverer of this beautiful energy, but also someone who says, I'm going to take care of someone 
who I know is going to be different in Earth's eyes, but I know it's going to be difficult for us both from the start, but I'm going to do it for everyone. And that is so amazing. That is awe-tastic. Not autistic, <laughs> awe-tastic. Here, here, here to all the people who are caregivers of these amazing beings. I love you, love you, love you so very much. And I want to tell you, as soon as I got the call today about the show's topic, I got a call literally from my, I haven't talked to him in about two weeks, uh, from my um, my godchild. And he is autistic, but he is autistic as well. And he was telling me about his trains. He loves trains and he loves to write about trains, talk about trains, ride on trains. And so it's just interesting that you started this conversation today with you on a train. So just know that <laughs> even though you're not thinking about my godchild, he is thinking about you because he knows how to communicate at a different level. And he got to you today from a different level, didn't he? <laughs> he knows that you're talking about him. He knows that you're talking about his fellow um, autistic beings. And he wants you to know that you're amazing and to keep doing the work that you're doing because he loves you. So way mm. to go. I'm not going to say his name on the uh, air, but um, the autistic spectrum delivers are watching over us. They're like superheroes, and just because they can't talk like us sometimes or develop like us sometimes or they don't look like us sometimes, they are even better than us. We don't even understand how amazing they are. They telepathically talk. That's why they're not, some of them are not talking, because they know how to telepathically talk. They're like, Psh, what speech? Oh, that's so, that's so 1800, you know? boring we're going to just telepathically talk why do we have to do that right so um beautiful beautiful things that they're teaching us um and and i'm not saying um that i think i am like a king or a queen but when you're in the presence of an autistic person please show reverence please be kind please be respectful because they do have a godlike goddess um energy to them they are touched by god they really are um and i love them so yay to our autistic family yay <laughs> we love that thank you Saba. it is um thank you i guess they put them in a family called the spectrum disorder i mean when they die when children or people on the spectrum but they're all part of our family we're all on the spectrum somewhere I guess <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah everyone is yeah. a god god is being everyone everyone and that's what they're here to teach us to reconnect with that and I'm one of the spokespersons of that right um to remember mm. who we are at the core love 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 and yay did you um just and you don't have to answer this question, but did you come off your medication? Yes, I did. Um, when I started to get older, uh, I felt when I was on my medicine, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not giving medical advice, so please uh, do what's best for you. Uh, but I had felt in my heart that my journey was to be shown what it's like to experience this medicine to understand what it does to the brain and then to get off of it and figure out what you can do to not be on that and still acclimate to this planet because it is difficult to be an autistic person on this planet because you have to evolve not only with this goddess god mentality and this feeling and this this calling but you also have to um move forward with just earth daily tasks you know uh, organizing uh, is one of the worst things that autistic people have problems with, right? Now, if you tell someone um, who has autism, uh, who is autistic, who says, I want you to organize what you love, there would be no problems, right? It would be like bullet points, you'd have a six-page study about it, it'd be great. But then 
if you tell you if they tell you to do something about everyday mundane things, things that don't matter to them, it's just off the rails. Literally, train off the rails, right? So um, learning how to adapt, uh, speaking to other people who are uh, on the spectrum, uh, who have learned coping skills without uh, medication, and some people feel more comfortable on vacation, and I am not someone who says it's good or bad. Um, I have just chosen to get off my medication, and it probably sounds like sometimes I should be on my medication because I jump from one <laughs> thing to the other, but that's just how my brain works, right? Um, and I'm not going to apologize for it anymore, right? I'm not going to say that uh, you're better than me because I can't stay on one task or focused. I'm a fully functioning, amazing, uh, vibrant, thriving, awesome woman, right, who is at the top of her game in so many different ways, right? And so maybe my way of doing things is better than what's out there, right? And maybe what I've gone through is just to teach others that you can choose to do it that way or choose to do it the way that you have innately inside of you. Uh, either way is not wrong or right, but you have that choice. Does that help answer mm. the question? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yay. And I think slowly, thank you, Saber. I think slowly society is changing and understanding that there are differences and that it is okay to do things differently and it is okay to learn differently and be different. And that um, that difference is now uh, is now more celebrated. I think it's going to be a lot more celebrated in the future, but it is starting to become embraced with um, with policies such as diversity inclusion in the workplace um, and within our communities. So, yeah, so we're going to go to a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and speak more about this topic, spectrum disorders. Stay tuned, listeners. Healing. I am your host, Anna, and today we are discussing spectrum disorders. If you like what you've been hearing, and we've been talking about um, some of people's opinions today, but we're also discussing a ton of work and how we're going to be using that potentially to work on some of these spectrum disorders, but also work with some of the individuals that might be living with um, and caring for people with spectrum disorders because the healing, I think, is on both. And then there's a large healing to be done around society. Um, Sable was just discussing the tolerance of spectrum disorders or any difference really has not been particularly high in society and is now starting to change. There is a big push. Um, many businesses now have diversity and inclusion policies and that is so good for so many people that have learning intellectual and um, different ways of being in the world. We have another healer with us today, an Atana Method Specialist Healer, Carol, and we're going to discuss this topic with her. Carol, how are you? 
Hi, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good. I um, I'd love to talk a little bit about the healing that is required. Um, I, 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 I mean, fr- I was going to ask the question: Can these spectrum disorders be healed? But I think that question is going to change now because it doesn't sound to me like these spectrum um, differences need necessarily to be healed. But maybe that there is healing for society and the, the, the people that care for them. Can you um, share some insight onto any time you've worked with these differences in people or some of the families that might have need supported and how we work with the Atana method or with energy healing to help support these differences in the world? Well, it's like you said, it's they don't need to be healed so much as what are they doing for their caregivers, like for their family, for their teachers, for the society, for the community. If we look at what the increase in children with these um, <laughs> autisticness, uh, <laughs> thank you, Saver, um, what they bring Anytime. to us is like, <laughs> you know, like look at how look at what has changed in the schools. You know, these these children everywhere on the spectrum uh, have basically said, look, you guys are still teaching like you did in the 1800s, which is like literally true. Um, and the American system of education is like a huge ocean liner. You know, like I know that they're they're trying to turn it around and they're trying to update and bring in new things, but it's this, you know, big mammoth thing that they're trying to turn around. And, um, but these, these children are forcing teachers to, to learn ways to communicate with them, to process, to teach so that they're teaching in a different modality. Like, for example, back in the 1800s, um, children in school learned in an auditory way. Even, you know, like if it was reading or writing, just the, the neurobiological learning process of the brain was in an auditory processing way. And that changed over the years. And now, with these new consciousness, these kids coming in, they're visual processors, their motor processors, and they're lightning fast, right? Um, so it's forcing the education system to say, how do we keep up with these kids? Like, how can we shift how we teach so that we can, um, you know, make an impact here? And what I believe is happening is that everybody else is benefiting from that. So that's like one of the ways that these beautiful children have come in to help change and wake us up. You know, look at um, look at the food. Oftentimes they have like, um, you know, gluten intolerance or allergies to nuts or, you know, lactose intolerance and... I look at that and see them saying, hey, people, look at your food. Look at what you're feeding me. Is this clean? You know, I mean, like, this, uh, are there pesticides on here that, you know, that are causing me to not be able to digest this food? And it's, I believe that has helped us to gain our awareness, you know, of like, how clean is our food? How healthy is our food? Because some of these children demanded that clean food, that more pure food. And I think it's just beautiful the way that they, and and I agree with Saber, like the caregivers for these, the, the, uh, the, um, the cutting edge of this where they were the ones figuring this out. Like, oh, it's this in their diet. If we change this, you know. And so we've got to learn to have cleaner food at the table. Like, um, yes, uh, I, I'm grateful to those people at that cutting edge that were the first ones to start figuring this out. Like, we need to change this so that, because I'm benefiting from that. I'm eating cleaner today mm-hmm. because 
this was being brought in, you know, 20, 30 years ago and being brought to our consciousness. Mm. It's so true. You know, it's changed the way we think about um, what we put into our bodies, the way our food is produced, um, you know, all those pesticides sprayed like Roundup um, on the food that we eat. A lot of that um, has been brought out into the media and um, really challenged. But, you know, it just came to me as you we were talking as well, Carol, that there's been this shift in kindness, that that vibration of kindness to me seems to have grown exponentially. Um, whether, you know, even when I was a kid, if someone had a, a difference at school, it was pretty commonplace that they were poorly teased and, and made fun of. And it was quite common that people would be cruel. Now, that is just not tolerated today. And there's so much more awareness of being kind and this vibration, even if they can't feel kind, to act kindly. And the, that acting is that first, I guess, precursor to actually feeling that kindness. And it just made me feel aware of everybody's vibration is shifting um, as well as even the food, the kindness to the earth and the kindness what we put into our mouth, but it's also kindness to others that are that are living with difference. And teaching us how to move beyond our slow, stagnant ways, um, you know, because they're so fast. I... I think I've mentioned before that many years ago I was a speech pathologist and I was working with a child that wasn't making um, intelligible speech. He was uttering, but it was not, you know, intelligible into words. And I got a tape recorder, like a reel-to-reel one, where I could play with, with the speed of the recording when I played it back because I was just sure that he was saying words in there just at a different speed than what we could hear. And there were words in there. You know, that it wasn't like it was a whole sentence speeded up, but there were clear words in there that were just said so fast. And um, I, I think that that's one of the things that they're bringing in is like, they're, they, it's like they were saying to us, you know, like you guys are slow motion sleepwalking, um, you know, like this societal, you know, um, and it's time to like snap us out of that. And so they came in like radically, right? Like, let's just make a radical shift and see if we can help wake these people up because they, they needed to help m- move us into feeling energetically rather than like just thinking and doing that slow speech right like let's let's go a faster route and go through the energy mm. yeah it's really interesting um can i just really say something really quick yeah sure i can jump in me. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to say, Carol, that is amazing that you figured that out. Like, seriously, that is awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, you're you're like, like a genius. That's amazing that you tapped into what that child was trying to teach you. So, brava, sister. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Saver. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Akata? I think it was me. I was just going to say this. um, I just want to say this one thing that just comes to me. Sorry, Tana, I'm just like taking it from you. But it just just came to me as Carol was saying this, that um, this, Tana, you talk a lot about oneness consciousness. And I feel like this acceptance and this kindness and this becoming much more aware of, of everything and everybody around us is, is almost pushing us towards this oneness consciousness, this much more of acceptance and this inclusion. And that just came to me as well, that maybe that's one of the important aspects of these um, of these individuals. Sorry, Tan, I'm going to let you you go now. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. The, um, the idea 
of listening to that recording again and figuring this out, Carol, is like a uh, like Sabre already said, is astonishing and and really uh, affirming to what we already thought is happening. They're coming in with this lightning speed. They come from this lightning consciousness, from this energy consciousness, and they realize that the frequency of even having to use the language the way that's being used, it's too, it's not effective enough. And if you really look how the words are even changing, how many words are being changed by even people who created songs and and pushed the envelope. And if you if you really look at all of it being manifested and and expressed, this is all really antiquated. People already talking star language. People already working with um, with frequencies. They're understanding frequencies and vibration because that's our source. And less and less people are willing to compromise themselves, and they're willing to even um, make, they're even willing to take it on themselves to make a difference. And that's really beautiful to see. And you know, another thing, uh, Saber, when you say it's autistic, I, I'm, how, how close is it also to being artistic? Wow. You know? And really, a lot of the autistic people are really the real artists. Because when you look how most of the artists are and how most of the artists learn and express themselves, it's very often uh, different than it was before. And the artistic change that comes in, it's very inconvenient because you have to change your approach. And often we just think, hey, we just got this approach under control and we're running on autopilot. I'm not willing to put invest more time and then have to change a system and apply a new system to what I can do now in my sleep. What shows you that's um, that's uh, attention giving deficit disorder, you know, wow. because we don't want to we don't want to give the attention. And because we have learned something down and we got it down pat, we have our system, how we on autopilot behave. The schools, they have their systems down. It doesn't matter if the if the teachers get exhausted and they can actually do now. By now, everybody knows with the school systems that the teachers are the real saints and, and yeah. dealing with so much uh, forces and ignorance of their parents that being funneled into this little child often, and they have to deal with all of it. And when you look at how a system can be streamlined, all it's it's being really taught and being really cleared is we basically want to teach the children to follow rules. We basically it doesn't matter what it is by now. We know that it doesn't really matter because a lot of the stuff that we're learning is not even useful anymore. It's now just follow the rules. Follow the rules. Do this. Don't walk there. Do this. Walk here. And it's about really getting them into an order and getting them to be a good soldier so that the system has good soldiers that are listening to the orders. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Preach on, Atana. Now. Preach on. <laughs> before you do, before you do, we're going to go to one quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and uh, discuss a little bit more about spectrum disorders. Stay with us.
welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna, and we have been having a chat to our guests, Saber and Carol, and also to, I'm just going to say it, the magnificent Atana. Atana, we've been discussing spectrum disorders, and I'm, I'm quite interested. The individuals that care for these beings, um, and I know because I, I, I have dealt with, I have not dealt with, that is the wrong word. I have cared for a child on the spectrum disorder within my own house who has incredible amounts of energy and I I adore him and sometimes it's really hard and sometimes it's not enjoyable and sometimes, you know, like Saber, he gets sent to the principal's office a lot and it's hard for him to learn and there's arms and legs that go all over my house and... Um, one of my girlfriends has two children um, that are severely affected, one more than the other, on the spectrum disorder with autism. And, and it's hard work. Um, and I want to talk a little bit now about how we can use healing and how we can use the Atana method to support ourselves um, in caring for these special and unique beings. Well, the easiest way, is it my turn? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> so the easiest way really with applying the energy work towards it is doing the energy work for, for oneself to even being in a place where we have a deeper awareness and a, and a deeper patience to deal with whatever it is really that we're um, exposed to or with everything that we have to experience or learn. Because from a, an energy standpoint, the deeper or the more energy you have, the deeper or higher levels of consciousness you can access without that it's um, economically not feasible because you have enough energy to go up and down into the depth of the uh, the consciousness or awareness or the know-how to know what needs to be done and what needs to be changed or applied to deal with um, either, you know, if it's with oneself or if you, if it's a child, <clears throat> to, have, to have really the, the know-how how to approach it. Because often, you know, as, as humanity um, goes deeper and deeper into the awareness and the passion of what we what it is that we really want to do and the purpose what it is that we really want to do we found out now since the big economic crisis in 2007 worldwide that if you don't do it now who knows when it's going to happen because at the end of the day people who thought they're going to have their savings and everything everything was wiped out and everything they believed in was gone and when you get to an understanding that we really don't know what tomorrow holds, why are we not doing what our passion is in this moment? And these wonderful beings, they have attention on what really holds their passion. And when you, when you have a, a passion and you go after this and you go after this and you go relentlessly after your passion, then what's going to happen is that passion is either going to become sustaining you or it becomes approachable or it becomes your reality and where you eventually can make that your profession and so when you look at people who are singing you was like yeah it's nice now a child who sings is like the parents have already the dreams of like a platinum record or platinum song and it's so normal now for singing now to be valued so high or when somebody is doing some sports because these channels are so developed or acting where you say, how can you be even paid for playing something? This just play. You're just playing. You're playing a character. You're playing a role. For playing, you get paid some of the most highest uh, incomes possible and the highest wages possible. So it gives you an idea. So where is your way? lies your passion. These children activate us to realize this is our passion. And they can even they can even go into the depth of the passion so powerfully it can forget everything else. This is a gift in itself. And when I see that, and when I see how parents deal with it, who just say, "But you know what? You have to learn this and this. You have to learn how to brush your teeth and this and that." And I totally understand that. 
But we're dealing with geniuses here. In some way or the other, they are here to push the envelope. And whenever we, we are dealing with geniuses, we, ha- we have to go about it with less ignorance and much more fine, uh, sensitive, fine-tuned touch because every, every touch can also harm, like the wings of a butterfly. You don't want to really touch it, even though, even though it's admirable. But it's, it's, so, it's so delicate that we have to really find ways and compassion and love to deal with it, even if it bothers us, even if it challenges us, because we have to expand, because we are the limited ones. And when, when we get out of our limitation of our comfort zone and we're really dealing with like, okay, what is it that we're going to do and how can, I, how can I serve you the best way? They animate us. They revive this part in us that wants to do what it needs to do. And it was suppressed by us for a long time. And that's why they come to act it out to remind us what we are really holding inside is that passion that wants to be lived. And when we hold ourselves back and we're, we're depressing ourselves and compressing, then, of course, life always finds a way to break even in the road, the concrete, with a little, little tiny plant of a, a tiny sprout that can break the concrete. And it doesn't matter how strong our foundation is or, or what we think is real or it's not. At the end of the day, we come from the infinite, and we are here to implement the, the infinite into this reality. Hmm. Love that. I'm here to implement the infinite into our reality. That is a. Can, is that tweetable, Atana? <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Is that tweetable? <laughs> That's Atana's tweetable message from today. We are here to bring the infinite into our reality. And that's what yeah. I just, you know, was saying before. You talk a lot about this infinite. And um, there was an amazing baby care product just recently in America. And I'm very sorry, but the name of it um, escapes my mind and it has a baby competition every year and it has a, a different baby um, representing the brand every year and this year for the first time they have a Down syndrome child as the um, as a representative and when I saw that I thought this is incredible you know it, it, it's amazing how now so much more is included and it really gave me a sense of hope it actually brought a tear to my eye um, that this difference and all the infinite that is um, out there is starting to be appreciated in our daily lives and, um, and a lot more in the media um, as well. So I just, I just wanted to say that. But in terms of any crystal support, you know, Atana, just for our listeners, has the most amazing crystal stores. He's just got a huge delivery too. But are there any crystals that would help um, caregivers or people yeah. working with these children um, in on a spectrum disorder or spectrum difference. Yeah, I would highly recommend working with Moonstone. Um, Moonstone helps to get into that compassion and also into the protection because sometimes uh, these children deal with a lot of frustration because of the environment is just so dense. And so for the caregivers not to be hurt, they have to, they can work easily with um, Moonstone, with Auralite 23, with um, Chevron, Amethyst, really anything that brings more compassion into life, you know, and uh, also activates the heart with um, uh, rose quartz, with uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, kunzite. Kunzite is a really good stone that would that would help the heart on all levels and help with compassion. You know, these kids are powerful. They come in with force. And so we have to be understanding that it's not about us to block them as to redirect them uh, lovingly into how they can become more effective and find their goals better, how they can be actually better in what they trying to do instead of us saying this is not good don't do that instead we say look if you go this way you get actually more out of it and you have more experiences that you really like 
And then I say, okay, that makes sense. And then they go with it. But you tell them something like that doesn't make sense to them, like they don't even they don't even get it. And then you you when people go with like you you do this because I say so. That's like the last thing that that they can ever get. There's like what? <laughs> no, just because you're saying it, I'm gonna do the opposite. Yeah, then all right? the defiance yeah. kicks in. I'll agree with that. One hundred percent. That sounds like you, Saver, right? You would have been up there on the ninety-fifth percentile for defiance, Saver. <laughs> what do you mean would have been? I'm still up there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, look, I could keep talking about this all day to you. I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation today, um, and I just wanted to say, Atana. I take yeah. your work and a little piece of you wherever I go and I can apply it in my daily life and I always have you in my thoughts. And I just wanted to say again to you this week, thank you so much for your work. Uh-huh. We haven't spoken much about the work today, which um, which we will do again next week because it is so impactful. And I just wanted to say a very, very big thank you to our amazing um, guests every week Sabre and Carol and of course to the amazing Atana so Atana I just want to give you the last um, message to say to all our listeners and our sponsors this afternoon thank you thank you wonderful Anna our listeners we love you we are grateful that you're listening to us and that more and more people are interested in wanting to hear what we're saying what we have to say we're grateful that you're taking responsibility for your own actions, become the best healer that you can be, and support us in creating a beautiful planet here. Bye, everybody. 